Hello and welcome back Immigrantly family. I am Sadia Khan and I'm thrilled to present an exciting episode. Recently I had the pleasure of attending a live podcast event on February 19th celebrating South Asian culture at the NHL New Jersey Devils game in New Jersey. It was an amazing experience and I had the opportunity to interview the incredibly talented Sway Bhatia. For those of you who may not be familiar with Sway, she's a young actress who has captured our hearts with her roles in popular shows like The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers and Succession. Welcome to Epic. All of you were invited here because you are the best of the best. What I want to know is, can you be better? Do you want to be a legend? Yeah! Oh, oh, oh. Is he a trash can? So you know where a trash can is? I'm sorry, who are you? We're the Mighty Ducks. They're the Mighty Ducks. She is a multi-talented artist who sings, dances, plays the drums, skates, and does sketch comedy, all while being a teenager. I'm genuinely amazed by her talent and her work ethic. Our conversation was phenomenal, and I'm excited to share it with all of you. Please note that the acoustics are not perfect but the content is so great that I couldn't resist sharing. Before I spoke with Sway, we also had a chance to hear briefly from Donny Khan. Donny is the senior director of hockey development and strategic collaboration at the NHL and he spoke about the important work the NHL is doing to reach out to more diverse audiences in North America and overseas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Sway Bhatia, a true inspiration. I'm really, really excited. By the way, I'm Sadia Khan. And I have a weekly podcast called Immigrantly, which celebrates the extraordinariness of immigrant life. And I'm really excited to be joined by Sway Bhatia. And I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys again. I'm Donny Khan. I'm the Senior Director of Hockey Development and Strategic Collaboration at the National Hockey League. I will get out of the way in about two seconds, but I just wanted to come up here and say that this is our third year of collaborating with the Immigrantly Podcast. Sadia and the Immigrantly Podcast started working with the National Hockey League a couple of years ago when we launched our Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And since then, we've been collaborating with them continuously for three straight years. Uh, we're here tonight with the New Jersey Devils as part of their South Asian cultural celebration. So we couldn't be prouder. And we're working with the Tulsi Sports Marketing Group to put this great night together. And we have Soe Bhatia here with us and Sadi Khan and the Immigrantly Podcast, in addition to many other great things that we have planned. But the main thing I just wanted to say is that as you guys enjoy the night tonight, just keep in mind that as the National Hockey League is concerned, you know, this is one night where we're celebrating the South Asian culture, but this is a part of our commitment to make an outreach to this community, not just here in the U.S. and North America, but also in South Asia itself. I know our team has been working to grow ice hockey, if you can believe it, and uh, different aspects of ice hockey in Pakistan, in India. Uh, we've been working with the Canadian ambassador, Canadian high commissioner in Pakistan to uh, grow ice hockey in northern Pakistan. We've been having calls to grow the game in India. So what we're doing here is just part of a 
a bigger effort to make the game more accessible, not only in North America, but around the world as well. So with that, I just want to thank you guys for coming and I'll hand this over to Sadia. Thank you, Donny. Thank you, NHL, New Jersey Devils for hosting us. Tulsi Marketing, you guys have done an amazing job. And again, Sway. But before I get into questions, I want to introduce Sway. And I honestly don't know how to introduce you because you've done so much. Where do I even start, right? Sway is an actor, drummer. She does comedy. She sings. She does stage performances. And we are going to ask her to sing something today, which I'm really excited about. Anyway, so we'll start from the very beginning. Sway, how did you get into acting? Because I know you started it at what, like five? Yeah, so it was around five that I started acting. I actually started as a model, which a lot of people don't know. My mom was a model growing up and uh, I did like a few fashion shows with her. And then I got into dancing at the age of two. My first performance was with Priyanka Chopra. Oh, wow. And I danced in front of her because they were auditioning teenagers and, and 20 plus and I walked into the audition and they were like, oh, there's a two-year-old in here. How do we say no to her, right? <laughs> I had such an incredible personality as a two-year-old. So I went on stage and I danced in front of her and it was just like such an insane moment for me. And also I was two. So it's weird for me to even remember what happened. I, in fact, only remember walking on stage too early. So that's how you know I truly had a passion for the arts. And it sort of went on to me learning instruments and getting more into dance. I started in Bollywood. And then acting came along. So I grew up in Dubai, which is pretty fun. And uh, <laughs> I moved back to New Jersey when I was six. And I had my first audition for Masters of None on Netflix, where mm -hmm. I was in the first episode of the first season. And I played Aziz Ansari's like dream daughter, which wasn't such a fun experience Descri for him. <laughs> Describe dream daughter to us. What right. does that so mean? I say dream daughter because we were throwing flour and like mustard and ketchup all over his kitchen. So I wouldn't say it was quite a dream for him, but it was a dream for me. Being on my first set on a Netflix series is just such an incredible experience for me, and I'll never forget that. So then, fast forward a few years, you get this great role as Sophie in the Mighty Ducks mm -hmm. Game Changers. I had to learn the name, by the way. It wasn't easy. How did you get this audition? Why did you decide to go for this audition? And tell us a little bit about your role. Yeah, so Sophie is just such an incredible person, and I am so honored to be able to bring her to life. It has been such an incredible journey. I first auditioned, and I got the audition to go into the New York studios for ABC, and I remember they were like, Mighty Ducks, and I was like, okay, I grew up being a figure skater, and everyone had recommended the movie to me. I had never watched it, so mm. this was my perfect opportunity to watch all three of the movies. I sat down, and I watched the trilogy, and I was like, oh, now I see why everyone likes this movie. So I just fell in love with the storyline of bringing the underdog team to the championship. I think being a South Asian, we're seen as the underdog a lot, especially in the industry and the time in the world. So I think that storyline really just caught my attention. And also being a South Asian female hockey player is just something you don't see very often. So I think that's also what caught my eye. So Sway, tell me how much intentionality goes into what you choose as a South Asian actor? I think we see more opportunity coming. It's been a struggle to get to where we are now. We still have a long way to go. But uh, just to see where it was at when I was six, hmm. getting my first role, you know, even seeing Indian in a breakdown was right. not normal. So now I think we see that a lot where it's like all religions or, or all ethnicities. I think that's how the industry has, you know, opened up a little bit more. We're seeing shows like Never Have I Ever and so many other shows that 
involve South Asian people. So I think that's where the shift has been in the industry. And we still have a long way to go to sort of normalize South Asians being in the industry because we things like this, we keep celebrating South Asians and that's incredible. But I think we need to normalize it and it not have to be such a big deal, for example, that for the Oscars, a few South Asians are nominated. So I think as much as we should be celebrating, it should be normalized. So like when it happens, it to just keep happening. Absolutely. We need to normalize it. And, you know, I would not have imagined in a million years that I'll be doing a live podcast at NHL game, New Jersey Devils with you. So that is like, you know, intersection of sports and South Asian culture, which is incredible. South Asian culture is going mainstream. And that is amazing. I'll go back to your role. So now you had lessons in figure skating as a kid. How much did that help in stepping into the character of Sophie? Yeah, so I grew up being a figure skater from around the age of four to seven. I loved doing it. I, the only reason I stopped doing it is just to focus more on acting. And I had no idea that it would ever come into play. I mean, my family would ask my mom and be like, why is she figure skating? Like, what is that going to do for her? She's already a dancer. She's already a singer. She already plays instruments. So what is figure skating going to add to any of that? So that's what I always say about the industry is you never know what kind of role you're going to get. So I never know when drumming is going to come into handy or singing or dancing or figure skating for that matter. So when I got the audition, I was like, I had no idea this would ever come into play. So when I got my skates back on, they didn't fit. So I had to buy new ones, which was a little sad because they're a little pricey. <laughs> but I got on the ice for the first time and I was able to skate. I wasn't able to do all the tricks that I did when I was younger. No toe pick turns, no jumping or anything. But I was able to skate. And it was really interesting because a lot of people say that when they get a breakdown, um, I can't remember who told me, but someone was like, I was asked if I could horse ride. He couldn't horse ride, hmm. but he said he could. So this is what it is in the industry. You sort of lie your way through. But I was like, no, I actually did figure skate from the age of four to seven. And everyone else in our cast said that they had, you know, skated once or twice over Christmas break. But no, I had really skated growing up. So I think I got on the ice and our coach was like, you know, those are figure skates, right? And we're playing hockey. I was like, oh, right. There's a difference. There's a difference. So it took me like a little time to get used to the, the different skate. But, it was but you also trained with the NHL in Vancouver mm -hmm. for a month, right? Yeah. So we trained two weeks with NHL, former NHL players for the first season and then two weeks for the second season. How was that experience like? It was intense. It was very intense. We had um, a good amount of time for every day for two weeks. And it was really intense training. So I was able to get in shape very, very nicely. Um, and we, we had a fun time being on, on the ice with each other. We were very competitive, which was interesting. Um, we had like our time alone where we'd focus on our weaknesses. But then we'd also take time and scrimmage and like separate into teams and play with each other. I was um, very good. So tell me, I read somewhere or maybe I was listening to one of your podcast episodes that on the set, a lot of you are like, pranksters is that true oh. yeah that's very true um, can you share anything with us today? yeah okay so Brady won't get mad at me for saying this because he's already messed with this story so it was season one and we were it was during our school twittering sessions and we were going on set or it was either lunch and he had this you're gonna laugh but he had this fart spray so he decided to take this really, really nasty, nasty smelling fart spray and spray it all in the schoolroom that wasn't his. So we had two different schoolrooms and they were separated. So we put it in the other schoolroom oh. and I somehow got roped into this. I don't know how. And we were together. He was like, all right, I'm going to spray it. And I was like, all right, you do you. So in this interview, like two years later, he was like, yeah, no, Sway was my accomplice. She was part of it. She told me to spray it. And I had an, another interview where I was asked about it. And I was like, first off. 
I never asked you to spray it. I barely knew what it was. I thought it was some air refreshener and I smelled it. It was not an air refreshener. So yeah, I guess we have our little prank moments and um, it, it was fun, but he got in trouble and uh, let's just say that the schoolroom was not able to be in. It was very <laughs> bad. We all had to cramp in the other one. Sway, you're a national performer, right? You've done so much and you continue to amaze people around you. You're a drummer again. You do sketch comedy. You do so much. You're so comfortable in front of the audience, right? And and we can see that here as well. I'm curious, what gets you going? Like, is it this idea of self-expression or is it your audience? What is that helps you calm yourself down and be confident in whatever you do? Yeah, I mean, I've been blessed to like never be nervous, which is really interesting. As, as you could tell with that Priyanka Chopra story where I went on the stage too early, it's always sort of just been there naturally. Uh, I When I was younger, I would watch Bollywood movies all the time and I would go around my apartment and like find just things to like create a set. I, I have this video of me when I was like five and I took my Indian outfit and I took for some reason the set of cars and I would like put them around the room to like set the vibe up. And I like recreated a scene from a movie. And I think that's, it's that confidence inside me that's just like being able to share my art with people and being able to put a smile on people's faces and somehow make their day better. Just one smile goes a long way in my opinion. So I think performing is just, oh, definitely a way of expression and, and commu a communication and like a connection between the audience and me is just something that's always been there and I've always loved doing it and I hope to continue doing it. So let's circle back to your South Asian identity. How can we not talk about our South Asian identity on this day? Now, a lot of articles applaud you as a role model for young girls, especially South Asian girls. And you've already talked about it a little, right? But when I think of it, South Asian identity is part of who you are, but it's not wholly who you are, right? So it can be an honor and a burden at times or maybe yeah. both. So talk to me a little bit about that and how do you balance the two? Yeah, I think what some people tend to miss is I'm not just South Asian, but I'm a South Asian American. And um, I think that's what makes it super powerful is that I was born in New York and raised in Dubai for a few years. And now I, you know, live in America. And I think it's an interesting story because my parents were both born overseas. My dad was born in Dubai. My mom was born in India and my mom's family, their first generation. So I think that's what people don't understand is that South Asian is not completely who I am, but it's just something that I'm proud of. And I represent my culture all the time. I try to influence the my followers on Instagram, tell them about my culture, tell them about Diwali, Navratri, all the things that I celebrate. I think that's where I find the mixture and the balance of it because I still celebrate my American culture, love listening to American music and Bollywood music. So I'm finding like the in-between and um, really taking on the South Asian American part of it. So what do you want your audiences to take away when they see you in your personal life and in public spaces during your performances? What do you hope? I think, like I said before, just being able to put a smile on people's faces. But I think what's also important is that if you have a dream to really go after, I know it's like a super simple phrase, but it, it really does mean a lot. And like you said, especially for young South Asian girls growing up, I didn't have a lot of people to look look up to that looks like me in the Hollywood industry. Right. And that's why when I grew up in Dubai, I was surrounded by people that looked like me watching Bollywood movies all the time. And I came to America and I was like, where's all the Shah Rukh Khan posters? Where's all the <laughs> Priyanka Chopra and the Padukone posters? So I think that's what I'm glad about, like the transition that's happening, being able to be part of that new generation that's 
being able to have young kids look up to people that look like them. Uh, I think that's what Sophie is for me. Uh, young girls can look up to me and be like, oh, I can play hockey. Just because I'm a girl and just because I'm South Asian doesn't mean I can't play hockey or doesn't mean I can't be on the, the screen like that. So I think that's that's where we are right now. Absolutely. Representation in its most authentic and unapologetic form. That's what we want, right? So enough of serious questions. Let's get to the rapid fire round. I've been waiting for this. And a shout out to UD for helping us with rapid fire. We'll start with the first question. What are three things you can't live without? Hmm. I don't want to be the person that says phone. So I'm going to say, uh, oh, why are my best friends raising their hands? <laughs> All right. So I'll say, okay, okay. <laughs> Julian will not answer this question for me. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Okay. So I can't live without my best friends. Um, I can't live without my dad's cooking. Ah. Oh. I'm trying to not say phone. Um, wait, this is supposed to be rapid fire. Uh, uh, yeah, it's music. supposed to be. Oh, music. Wonderful. Okay, so talking about music, what music or artist is heavily played on your phone right now? SZA. Hmm. <laughs> they knew the answer. I feel like my <laughs> friends could just answer this for me. TikTok or Snapchat? TikTok. Okay. Um, window or aisle seat? Oh, window. 100%. Hmm. Favorite snack? Uh, Takis. No, pretzels. Okay. I like that. Okay. I've eaten pretzels. Okay. What's the one talent you wish you had? Oh. To be able to DJ. I've always wanted to DJ. Huh. And I asked my mom the other day to buy me a $200 mixing thingy. She was like, no. What, what's a trend you are tired of? Oh, God. I love so many trends. You, I feel like I'm, I'm tired of... There's one, like beauty trend about um there's something with a filter i don't like filters oh I, i'll leave it at that thank you i like that natural I beauty like that. yeah <laughs> okay the last one what's the best thing that happened to you this year and i know it's only february but still oh. so far okay they're gonna get embarrassed but setting up my two best friends <laughs> payback <laughs> Uh, I love it. So in the end, Sway, as you and I were talking before this recording, I told you that I was browsing through your Instagram and I came across rendition of Ye Dosti. Oh, no. And I was blown away. So can you sing it for us? Yeah, I'll sing a little. <laughs> <laughs>
हम तोड़ेंगे तोड़ेंगे दम मगर तेरा साथ ना छोड़ेंगे लावे थैंक यू थैंक यू स्वे दिस वॉज ग्रेट थैंक यू थैंक यू So wasn't this great? You know what I do want to do more live podcast events. So if you know somebody who can help us organize one, reach out to us at info@immigrantlypod.com. This episode was produced by me Sadia Khan, written by Yudi Lu and me. Editorial review was done by Shay Yu and our incredible editor is Hazik Ahmed Farid. Again, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, write to us, ping us. Always looking forward to hearing from all of you. Take care.